0: Accidents for sale. I know it's an unusual business, but it's been handed down over the generations and I was next in line to take over. I remember coming to the shop with my dad when I was a kid and watching all the different people enter the store. Some were dressed in suits and tuxes, others dressed in rags with barely enough sole on their shoes to make them worthy of wearing, but they all came here. I've always been proud that we serve such a diverse population. Not many companies can make that claim. Just not everyone needs an accident once in a while. Our prices vary from the millions of dollars for the accidental death of a highly publicized figure to a mere $1.95 for a stub toe. It all depends on the buyer and their needs, just like any other business. There isn't much competition. Not everyone can make an accident look like an accident. Most people leave it to the professionals. Sometimes we get someone in asking why exactly we need to be in business at all. Wouldn't the world be a better place without accidents, they ask? Well, answer, think of it this way. Let's pretend for a moment that no one ever has an accident. Then there'd be no need for accidental insurance, life, health, or otherwise. Now, not to mention all the individuals that would be put out of business. Think of how mundane and troll life would become. No one would ever again have to watch for traffic while crossing the street. No harm could come to them. No need to worry about that dull razor. Never be cut shaving again. No accidental forest fires, broken bones while riding bikes, or parachuting. The mere thought of death would be even further from our minds. Some areas of our life would benefit, sure, but at what cost? Take, for example, accidental oil spills in the ocean. What will draw attention to the plight of marine life on the edge of extinction? Do you honestly think anyone will listen without a major catastrophe to surround the issues? What about the accidental death of a loved one? One must admit there's some sense of adventure in not knowing if when your spouse leaves the house in the morning, they'll return home for dinner that night. These are compelling arguments, I think. My first customer of the day is the old woman, Marcy, from across the street. She's about 90 or so and is here just about every day. Not for herself, mind you. She comes for the paper boy who never seems to get her paper in the right spot. The truck driver that drives down our street during the night using his engine brake. The grocer who she feels charged her too much she has many reasons and we accept them all it's like our motto says no accident too big or too small we have them all no reason rhyme or anniversary needed just make sure our warnings are heated marcy's very good about heeding the warnings and we've never had a problem with her yet and she's been shopping here as long as i can remember she always brings me a treat too when i was little it was a sucker hidden in the pocket of her apron Now that I'm running the place and a bit older, she brings me cookies. On holidays, she brings the best banana cream pies I have ever tasted. Today, it's macadamia nut cookies, my favorite. I can smell their warm sweetness as soon as she enters the store and my stomach growls. Good morning, Franklin, she cackles. How do, Miss Marcy? I've addressed her as Miss Marcy since I was about five years old. Now I can't imagine calling her anything else. Our ritual begins. She puts the plate down on the counter in front of me and takes off the foil. She picks up a cookie, tastes it, and says, nope, not poisonous, and then laughs. She hands me a cookie. Here, you try one. Tell me if my recipe is still any good. I take the still warm cookie from her wrinkled fingers and put it in my mouth, the whole thing, all at once. Her expression is always the same, one of shock, horror, and disbelief all rolled into one. Oh, Franklin, how can you taste it like that? good. I mumble through the crumbs coming out through my smacking lips. She laughs then like she always does, a boisterous laugh that makes me giggle like a small boy every time I hear it. More cookie spills from my mouth before I can swallow. Finally, I swallow the cookie down and before I can take a bite of the next one, I ask, what can I do for you today, Miss Marcy? Our verbal dance continues. Well, Franklin, I've been thinking I need an accident. That's all I sell, Miss Marcy. Yes, and you have such a nice selection. What do you suggest today? We have paper cuts on sale this week for two 59. I'm sure this price will draw her in. She loves a good deal. No, no, I'm looking for something a bit more substantial. Has someone hurt you, Miss Marcy? Oh no, nothing like that. I've been thinking is all. And I think I'd like to go with the big one this time. I've never really tried a deluxe, deluxe package, you know? Well, who's it for? I get out the necessary forms and start filling them out for her. It's for me, Franklin. She says, barely above a whisper. Miss Marcy, are you sure? Can't you just ask a friend to get a small one for you? Maybe they would as a gift or something. No, not this time, Franklin. This one is my treat to myself. She takes out her charge card, so I know she means business. Okay, Miss Marcy, would you like to see the deluxe list? No. I I know what I want. She walks down the aisle and fingers the packages on the shelf, lovingly, lightly caressing each one as she walks by as she looks for the perfect package for herself. Finally, she comes to what she's looking for and brings the box to me and sets it on the counter. I write the code down off the box. Are you absolutely sure, Miss Marcy? She touches my cheek with that same flighty caress. I'm sure, Franklin. I complete the paperwork for her and have her sign the agreement now you know miss marcy the store nor its employees are responsible for any accident that you purchase here and i must remind you that once the box is open there's no turning back i know she knows this but it's standard procedure to remind everyone even though it's in the contract they sign it's Franklin, i know i bag up her box and hand it to her from behind the counter it's not too late to change your mind, you know, but once you leave the store, there are no returns. Yes, I know. You've been a wonderful help and you're a good boy. Don't ever forget that. She takes her bag from the counter and walks to the door. Goodbye, Miss Marcy, take care. Goodbye, Franklin. Marcy leaves the store and I watch as she walks across the street, struggles up the three steps to her door and enters her apartment. The rest of the day is filled with regulars. Mr. Johnson wants an accident for his neighbor with the pesky cat that roams and howls outside his window all night long, and Mr. Linkley buys an accident for the bus driver who never waits for him. A few strangers who are passing through town stop and check through the merchandise before deciding on a value pack of sprained ankles, chipped teeth, and skinned knees. Only one major accident just purchased besides Miss Marcy's. Mr. Kind purchases an accidental overdose for his wife who suffered from severe depression for the past 10 years. It seems he can no longer stand it himself. I close up shop at the regular time and go upstairs to my apartment. I spend most of the evening thinking of Miss Marcy and the accident she had purchased. I finally fall asleep in my easy chair and then I dream of her, her cookies, and her wonderful laugh. I wake up and go right downstairs to the storefront this morning. I look across the street at Miss Marcy's place and detect nothing, but it's early and she wouldn't be awake anyway. I walk to the newspaper stand to get the early edition. I check the obituaries, and sure enough, there is Miss Marcy's photo amongst those who have passed on from this world and into the next. I read the byline, and it says she died of natural causes. Surely there must be some mistake, I think. The accident I sold her could not be mistaken for natural causes. I read the paragraph again, just in case I've misread it, but it remains the same. I chalk it off to the ineptitude of the investigating officers or the coroner. The next few days pass slowly. I miss my cookie break every morning, and I miss Miss Marcy's smile. I find myself looking over at her apartment, even when I think I've been working. Today, I notice movement through the windows and go outside to take a closer look. Someone is in Miss Marcy's place. I lock up and cross the street. When I get to her door, I stop and listen. There's definitely movement going on inside, so I knock. When a woman opens the door, I realize how stupid I must look. Of course, Marcy's family would be here to pack up her belongings. The woman stands in the doorway looking at me, apparently trying to figure out why this strange person would be knocking on the door. Before she can ask, I introduce myself. Hi, I'm Franklin. I run the shop across the street. I saw some movement and thought I'd check it out. Sorry to have bothered you. I realize now you must be cleaning out Miss Marcy's things. Hi Franklin, I'm Catherine, Marcy's daughter-in-law. Jake couldn't make it because of work, so I told him I'd take care of everything for him. I don't know that he could have handled it anyway, poor thing, he wasn't very close to his mom, but I know all of this would have brought back a lot of memories for him. She waves her arm at the room behind her and I look past her into the apartment. There, on the kitchen table, sits the box that Marcy had purchased just a few short days ago. The box sits open with a cup sitting next to it. Catherine looks at what I'm seeing and shakes her head. Oh, that darn thing. It's the strangest thing. I found this box all wrapped up with a pretty bow, and I thought, how lovely a surprise was left for her. Poor dear, she never had a chance to open it. So I unwrapped it and broke the seal on the box, and you'll never guess what. I shake my head, for I do know what. The darn thing is empty. Now, who would give an old lady an empty box like that? She looks at me then and just shakes her head in disgust. I politely excuse myself and walk back to my store. I get out Miss Marcy's paperwork and tear it up. I find myself amused. In some quirk of fate, Miss Marcy has passed on of natural causes. And now, to an unknowing suspect, there's an accident out there just waiting to happen.